You're listening to Crossroads International Church Podcast. Welcome. We hope this podcast will bless you from wherever you're listening to it. For more information, go to our website at xrds.nl. And now, let's get into the podcast. So once again, good morning. Uh, Vision Month, not Vision Sunday, Vision Month. I'm going to uh, start today and next week. And then the week after that, and we're going to talk vision things, but I want to do it a bit differently from what I've done in past years. You know, in the past, I would stand here and I would speak at a very fast pace to try and rattle off all the things that we as staff are planning to do and uh, for you to come and consume. Not doing that anymore. When I talk vision things this year... I want you to sit and say, Spirit of God, speak to me. When we talk vision, I want you to sit and think about vision from the perspective of your life and what God wants to do in you, with you, and through you, how God wants to grab hold of you and your life this year and draw you in. How you this year will come to a reawakening, a a, 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 a new and fresh understanding of God's call on your life. That's right, you heard me. God's call is on your life. And a new understanding of God's gifting that lives and resides within you. And our God wants wants to see you live his call on your life, and use those giftings for the sake of his kingdom, for the sake of eternity. God will begin to take the desires of your heart and shape them and so that the greatest desire of your heart will be him. So when we talk vision things, it's not so much about me standing here today telling you what the staff, Johan and the elders and myself, what we're going to do. It's me standing before you asking, what are you going to do? We are a priesthood of all believers after all, are we not? So today we're going to start the conversation. Uh, We've got a great meal planned for you. Let me just tell you, right? Our Indian community have been working for days. I want to say weeks, but then I would be exaggerating maybe. Maybe it is weeks. They've been working so hard to prepare a beautiful meal for us. Now, can I just, can I just warn you already, right? I mean, just there are five menus, three-course meal, five different menus. Can you understand how hard they've worked to prepare this beautiful meal for us today? And can I just warn you a little bit? It's going to be a little bit of chaos today. So just get ready. You're going to stand in a queue. That's okay. So just prepare yourself, right? But it's going to be beautiful chaos. I'm going to explain a little bit more about the meal afterwards. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation, and we're going to share communion together. The week after that, we're going to, we're going to conclude our conversation, and special, we're going to have a commitment Sunday or a covenant Sunday. We're going to have a special opportunity for each and every one of us to, in the context of and in light of the things that we've discussed this week and next week, 
In week three, we're going to make and renew our commitment to God and to one another. We're going to renew our covenant to God and, rem- and remind ourselves of God's covenant to us. It's going to be a very special three weeks ahead. I hope and pray that you are ready. Vision month. Okay. First, do me a favor. Have you got a card and a pencil? We're going old school today. Right. On the back of the card, or, well, it's hard to tell what's front and back, but the bit where there's an open space, a little frame drawn for you. Here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you 20 seconds to draw on the card. If, if, if you don't have a card, you're going to have mine. To draw on the card with your pencil, draw church. Three, two, one, go. Draw church. Draw a picture of church. Don't worry, I'm not going to mark it. Draw a picture of church. Okay. Let me ask you. Who drew uh, a church building with a steeple? Okay, good. Who drew this building? No one. Okay. <laughs> now, some of you are there thinking, Paul, Paul, Paul. I know where you're going with this. Church is not a building. It's the people. So who drew people with worshipy hands and smiley faces? Yeah, right. Well, just so you know, uh, you're right. The church is not a building. It's people, but that's not where I was going. (laughs) I want to suggest to you that I think that if we were to ask the early church to do this exercise they were probably going to draw a table. Think about it. They, who drew a table? Okay, you can go home now. I've got nothing more to tell you. You are one of Jesus' closest disciples. Get out of here. Leave us sinners to figure it out. But I want to suggest you, I think they were probably going to draw a table because think about it, the early church's understanding and experience of church involved a table somehow. It involved a meeting in one another's homes, in small groups, breaking bread together around the table, encouraging one another in small groups, talking about the experience and faith and encouraging one another, and then from the table going out into the world. I mean, if you read about the church in the New Testament, go and read uh, Romans, Acts chapter 2, Romans 16 at the end of uh, Romans, uh, Colossians 1, 1 Corinthians 11. When you read about the church in the New Testament, you read about uh, believers meeting in small groups in their homes, breaking bread together. So much of the early church's thinking and understanding and experience of church involved a table. Now, 
table means so much, doesn't it? The imagery of table is so rich. And, and so once we began to research this idea of the table, uh, we decided to introduce that as the theme last year, you remember. It gave us language to express what we felt God laid on our hearts last year. Remember, we had not been meeting together for two years, Corona, and then we come together. God laid on our hearts this desire to kind of be family, to be in fellowship and connected, to come to the table was our theme last year. Table is so rich, that imagery, it, it gives us language. This year, we want to continue with the theme of the table. But we want to take it a next step. We want to say to you, there's so much more than just coming to the table. We want us to understand as a church community that we are in this thing together. We are meant to and called to be together at the table. When we say come to the table, you must understand, it's not just you and Jesus at the table. We're in this thing together. It's not just you and Jesus sitting there. There are others at the table. It's about together at the table. What does it mean for us to really be together at the table? And it's not just about being together at the table. It's about reclining at the table. It's one thing to come to the table. It's quite a different thing to recline at the table. What does it mean to recline at the table? What does it mean to live at the table? What does it mean to be together as God's people, all colors, all sizes at the table? What? We want to talk about the art of table living. Now, Paul, what is this table that you are on about? The table, the table, what is it? Well, let me just say to you, when we speak about the table and we, and, and we read scripture, it's so rich. And we can talk about the table uh, is representative of being in his presence. It's symbolic of being family, of being community. It's symbolic of the place where I find liberation. It's a place where I find restoration. It's a place where I find transformation. It's a place where I'm fed. It's a place where there's provision. It's a place where I'm seen and heard. The place where I'm fed. The place where I'm loved and accepted. It's a place where I discover purpose and the meaning for my existence. So when we talk table, we can go on and on and on. But today I want to be very specific about what the table means. As I've been preparing for this, not just the month of January, but long before, came across something so interesting. You're going to love this. This is going to be great, right? There were three tables. So when you look at this phrase, reclining at the table, living at the table, there are three occasions in the New Testament where we come across Jesus reclining at the table. Jesus reclined at three tables. Not only did Jesus recline at three tables, but I believe he invites us as crossroads and you as an individual to come and recline at these tables with him. And this will form the heart of our vision going forward. First one, the first table that Jesus reclined at and is inviting you and I to recline there with him. 
We find it in the story in Matthew's gospel, chapter 26, verse 7. I'm going to just read verse 7 for the sake of time. But let me just give you the background. So there's this beautiful story. It's just before Jesus goes to the cross, and uh, he's in the little town of Bethany, which means place of miracles, so by the way. He's in the town of Bethany, and he's at Simon the leper's house. And we have this incredible encounter that takes place. Jesus reclining at the table, this lady shows up with an alabaster jar of perfume. Let me read verse 7. A woman came up to him with an alabaster flask of very expensive ointment, and she poured it on his head as he reclined at the table. have this moment, you see, we must understand what's happening here. We have this moment where this person comes, this lady comes to Jesus. She brings what is her most precious thing, probably a most valuable thing that she owned in life, and she brings that. You see, because this is a story about desire. We all live with desires. We have desires, all of them, all of us. Lots of desires, and these desires inspire us, they motivate us, they determine what we do every day, what we do when we wake up. The, they inform, these desires inform where my money goes, where my energy goes, what I'm going to do today, what I'm going to do tonight, what I'm going to do tomorrow, what I'm planning for the summer. It's all my desires. And what we see here is this lady comes to Jesus with the most precious thing that she had. And what she's actually saying is, Jesus, everybody's telling me to go away. You can't be here. But I'm not going to listen to them because, Jesus, you are my greatest desire. I desire you and to be with you and to be in your presence even more than what I desire this expensive stuff. I want nothing more and need nothing more than to be with you. And so the first table that Jesus reclined at, I'm going to call it the table of worship. Here we have this most incredible act of worship that takes place. Or for the sake of our language, the table of encounter. My friends, I believe that God is calling each and every one of us to come and recline with Him at the table of worship, to prioritize being in His presence in our lives, to make it our number one heart desire. And so because... I believe God is calling us to recline at the table of worship. Worship is going to be one of our key focus areas in church this coming year. We're going to be talking about in our staff meetings, in our elder meetings, we are constantly going to be talking about our church services, how many services we have, the shape of them, what we're going to do in the service, how we structure them. And what we want to do, we want to say to you, is we want to create Okay, here's the thing. I don't want you to see this as a stage or a platform. This is not a stage. This is not a platform. This is a table. This is the biggest table we've got. 
And we want to set this table for you every week. And we want to invite you to come and feast at the table of worship. We want to create opportunity for you to come and to break the alabaster jar. We want to create opportunity. We want to create space in our services so we can pray more for one another. That there's more opportunity and time for ministry within our services. So we're going to look at every aspect of our services. How we pray, where we pray, when we pray, how we give. Where do, all these things. We want to set the table for you to come and break the alabaster jar and come and recline at the table of worship. We want to invest in our worship teams. We want to make sure that young and old have the opportunity to recline at the table of worship. So we are working and investing on making sure that there are worship opportunities and worship teams for our 10 plus, 12 plus, 15 plus, 18 plus, right throughout our church. Young and old, our children together with us can feast at the table of worship. My question to you is, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do our best to set the table for you. And so, by the way, it's not just about Sundays. You understand that, right? My question for you is, and I want you to get your card out. As we talk about vision and going into this year, what is what that lady did coming to Jesus saying, Jesus, I want to be with you. I want to be in your presence more than anything else. You matter to me more than this expensive stuff. What is what she did? What would that look like in your life this year? What, did, what would it look like for you to recline at the table of worship, at the table of encounter? I want to say to you, God desires to be with you. God's got so much to say about your life, about your finances, about your future, about your relationships, about your career. He's got much to say about it. But have you taken up your seat at the table? Or are you having TV dinners? How are you this year going to take up your seat at the table of worship, be in his presence, say, Jesus, I'm listening. Talk to me about my life, about my future. What will what that lady did, what will it look like in your life? And I want you to write that down on the table of encounter. What's missing? What have you been neglecting? Some of us for a long time have not been taking up our seats at the table of worship. You've been ignoring your personal devotions. They're not what they once were, what it once was. You're not spending time with Jesus like you did when you first met him. What will it look like? What are you going to commit to? What are you going to say yes to? What is it going to look like for you to take up your seat at the table of worship and be in his presence? I want you to think about it, and I want you to write that down. And so, by the way, here's what's going to happen with these cards, right? So you're going to fill them out, and then what I want you to do is I want you to go and stick it on your fridge. And when I come visit you at your house, I want to see it on your fridge, no, but seriously, here's what you can do. Stick it on your fridge or your notice board at home. 
take a photo and email it to me. On Monday, I want you to crash my email. Paul at xrds.nl. Email it to me, and we're going to do something special with your photos that you'll see in week three. I want you to write down what will feasting, reclining at the table of worship look like in your life this year? What do you need to commit to? What do you need to say yes to? What do you want to hear from Jesus at the table of worship this year? So we're going to prioritize our Sunday services. Are we going to look at the whole spectrum, what we do in the services? Are we going to talk about um, all kinds of things? I don't want to say too specific now because then you're going to hold me to it, right? But we want to talk about stuff like, do we have Sunday school opportunities at our second service as well? Do we have a third service, the evening service? There are so many things that we are talking about. And we say, God, we want to feast at the table of worship. We want to set the table and invite your church, your people, create opportunities for them to come and encounter you and feast at the table of worship. It's a priority for us. Our time, our energy, and our resources are going to go into examining our Sunday services. And with this, I need to say one line to you. Only one line. To be continued later. Talking about prioritizing this time as a community. We are eternally grateful for the school and giving us this space and this place. They have given us a home, and we thank God for them. They have been good to us, and we're grateful for them, for that. You know, but the school has its vision, and we have our vision. The school has what's important to the school, and we have what's important to us, and so it should be, and that's right. And understandably, those don't always align. So there'll be times when we need the building, but we can't have the building, and and and. and uh, we might be told, listen, you can't be here on Sunday and, and all these kinds of things. And that's okay. We're grateful for this time now. But you need to understand or you need to hear from us as the leaders of this church that part of our midterm, long-term goal and the way that we are thinking and talking and praying and seeking God's face, we need our own space for Sunday morning worship. And so I invite you to pray with us, to talk with us, to think with us. We want to be proactive in this matter, working towards saying, God, find us a home. A place where we are not at the mercy of someone else who can tell us the night before, sorry, you can't be here tomorrow. It's important for us to know this. We are, we are praying about this, working towards finding our own space to worship on Sundays. Right. Have you written on your card what is worshiping, what is reclining at the table of worship? What's it going to look like in your life? The second table that Jesus reclined at, and I believe that he is calling us to and inviting us to join him there. And when you think about your life this year and vision for your life this year, I want you to think about this. So there's this wonderful story. This is now after um, the resurrection. 
We have the story. It's the road to Emmaus, Luke 24, verse 30. And uh, I'm just going to read the one verse again for the sake of time. But you know the story of the road to Emmaus. There are two of Jesus' followers walking. They're all despondent. Jesus had died, and, and what's going to happen to us? And, and so they're walking down this road, and then Jesus appears to them, but they don't quite see him. They don't quite recognize him at first. And so we have this wonderful uh, uh, conversation between Jesus and his two followers. And um, then we have this verse, and it says, When he was at the table with them, when he reclined at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And we think of that time when Jesus reclined at the table of the Last Supper with his disciples. Such an important thing happens when King Jesus takes the bread, blesses it, breaks it, and gives it to you and me. Besides all the other spiritual significance, we must understand what Jesus was doing here. You see, this table that Jesus reclined at was the table of family, the table of community, or for our language, the table of embrace. You see, because the, the tradition and the culture was in Old Testament times, it was only the sons who had a seat at the king's table. And so when the king would offer bread and invite you to his table, he was saying, you, it's like you are my son, you are my family. And when Jesus comes and he breaks the bread and he gives it to us, he's saying to us, in effect, he's saying, you are my daughters, you are my sons, you are my family. You belong to me, you are my children. And so this is the table, <coughs> sorry, and this is the table of community, of embrace, of family. Jesus reclined at that table and inviting us to come and join him at this table of community. I want you to write down on your card, what will that look like for you in your life if, if you this year were to come and recline and feast at the table of family and community? Friends, we were designed to be together at the table. It's not just you and Jesus there. We're there together. What do you need to say yes to? What do you need to commit to? Vision for your life for this year. Say, so God, I want to come and feast with you at this table of community. One of the best ways you can do that is by joining a life group. being part of a life group. Now, can I just say this to you very quickly? I understand that for some of you, um, some life groups are going really, really well, and it's like the highlight of the week. It's the best thing in your life. Other life groups are struggling. And some of you are frustrated with your life groups. I want to encourage you. Will you make a fresh commitment to come and feast at the table of community? Don't give up on it. Start a new one. Contact everybody that used to be in your life group. Say, listen. We need to feast at the table of community. We were designed to be there together. <coughs> and so what I want to say to you is what we are going to do, what we are going to focus on as staff, as elders, as leaders this year, we understand that we are called to be at this table together and that ministry cannot just be a handful of us. 
We need you. We believe God has brought you here for a purpose, for a reason. Let me give you a different imagery. Uh, Think about a beautiful mosaic. Different shapes and sizes and colors. And on its own, it's not really much, but you put them together. You come and put these different mosaic pieces together and it forms this beautiful picture. And so together, I can be what I cannot possibly be by myself. Or like a Lego block. You've got a Lego block. I've just got my my life, my one Lego block. I can't build anything with my Lego block. But if we each have a Lego block and we bring our Lego blocks together and we build them and put them together, now suddenly we can build something. We can build something beautiful. I can do something with you that I cannot on my own. I can be something with you that I cannot on my own. And so we want to say as leaders to you, what we're going to focus on this year, you're going to hear a lot of talk along this, is we want to help you discover your calling and your gifting. We believe that God has brought you and that each and every one of you have been gifted by God. We want to help you discover or rediscover your giftings. We want to help you develop those giftings. And then we want to set tables where you can use those giftings for the sake of the kingdom and for your own growth and development. And so we're going to talk a lot more next week. I'm going to continue talking about what does this look like helping you discover your gifts, develop your gifts, and use your gifts for the sake of the kingdom. Can I just say to you very quickly, I'm running out of time, but I just want to say to you quickly. So you'll know that last year, uh, we had a number of staff members move on to, to, to new seasons in their lives that God had called them to, and we celebrate with them, and we love them, but we miss them. And the temptation was so quick and easy for Johan and I to sit down and say, okay, listen, well, let's just, re, let's just employ new people. And we said, no, hang on a minute. We're not going to do that. We're not just going to throw money at it. We've got a church full of people. God's calling is in your life. We want to help you discover that calling. We want to help you discover that gifting and grow it and develop it and give you opportunities to use it. We're a priesthood of all believers. And we're going to talk a lot more about that this year. So this is a key, key focus for us, talking about dining at the table of community. Helping you find your place at the table. Helping you find your place at the table. We want to engage the whole of the church in the whole mission of God. Part of our vision. One of the best ways to come and feast at the table of community or family is to be in a life group. Please don't give up on that. If there's not one that suits you, start a new one. So I want you to write on your card, what does feasting at the table of community mean for you this year? What are you going to say yes to? What are you going to commit to? To help you with that, when you leave here today, we've set up a whole bunch of tables for you to show you all the different opportunities where you can discover your gift, develop your gift, and use your gift. And so the, the, the staff and volunteers are ready to talk to you about opportunities for you to feast at the table of community. Last one, and I'm finished. The third table that Jesus dined at. We read this beautiful story in Mark's gospel, chapter 2, verse 15. Just the one verse again. 
And as he reclined at his table, that's Levi, he was at Levi's house, the tax collector's house. As he reclined at his table, many tax collectors and sinners were reclining with Jesus and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. This is the table of mission and outreach, or for the sake of our language, the table of engage. I want you to think about that in your life. I want you to think about and write down on your card what, what tables are you going to set for tax collectors and sinners this year? How are you going to say, come, taste and see that the Lord is good? What will reclining at the table of outreach, as Jesus did at Levi's house, what will that look like this year in your life? Jesus is reclining at this table. He's inviting you, come and join me at the table of outreach. Write down on your card, what's that going to look like in your life? What we are going to do as staff and elders and leaders, we're going to continue to focus on two areas. Locally, we want to reach out in two ways. We want to focus our local mission. First of all, we want to really focus again on our expat communities. If you speak to the local governments, they will tell you expats are <laughs> moving in in great numbers. God's given this church a heart for Expat community. I know in our discussions, the staff gave me better language for expat, so, but I can't remember that word, so I'm going to stick with expat. But, there, but there's better words, I know that. But expat. We're going to focus on the expat communities. Our outreach. Internally, locally, we want to be better at caring for one another. So a lot of our energy is going to go into this year. A lot of our resources is going to go into caring for one another. I really believe probably some of our greatest ministry as a church should be towards one another. There are so many in our community who are walking around hurting, broken, and in need. And it's hidden. And as a staff, we are working on pathways of exposing that in a, in, in, in a sense, don't get me wrong, but in a sense where we say, we want to see you hurting. We want to, we want to care. We want to know what's going on in your life. If there's a need, we want to know about it. Here you should feel loved and safe, a place where you feel family. Don't hide it. Don't walk around here in hurt and pain. We want to know because we want to love, we want to care, we want to help. We want to get better at caring for one another. We want to recline at the table of outreach. The community. Globally, we're going to continue focusing on Ukraine. Had a meeting with Pastor Vadim earlier this week. There are so many opportunities for us to get involved. We're going to tell you much more about that in the weeks to come. But just for today, so that you know, we're going to focus, continue focusing on Ukraine. And the first phase of our help will involve humanitarian aid, because that's the season we're in. That's what's needed. And as a church, we can make a difference. Vadim said to me, Paul, if you guys can just send us a container of rice, you will change our lives. 
If you can just send us a container of camping stoves, send us just a container of sugar or a container of oil, it will change our lives. And Johan and I were saying, we can do that. So we're going to come back to you with all these details. But then we also spoke about there will come a season where we will be able to send teams there to help rebuild, to go. He was saying that the youth and the children are desperate for people to just come and minister to them. He said, we can do that. We've got great youth bands and youth workers, and we've got wonderful young people who would love to go there and tell them about Jesus and tell them Jesus loves you and hasn't forgotten about you. And so we are working towards the time where we can do that. We're building a long-term relationship with our friends in Ukraine. Important for you to know that's what we are doing as a church. We want to set that table for you to come and feast at that table. But I want you to write on your card, God, as I think about my life for this year, I think about the tables that you reclined at and that you are inviting me to. I want to say yes to that. What, what will it look like if I say yes to reclining at the table of worship? What will it look like, Lord, if I say yes to you to recline at your table of community? Family, what will it look like if I say yes to reclining the table of outreach and mission. How do you want to use me? I want to say to you, friends, a church that feasts and lives from these tables cannot be defeated. That's the kind of church we want to be. Huh. I've got so much more to tell you. But I won't. I'll stop. Carry on next week. Listen. God wants you. Don't think that you are just created for nothing. Don't think you're just using up oxygen for nothing. Don't think your life is just wasting away if you are over 65. Don't think if you are under 20, your life has no meaning and purpose and, or direction. And don't think if you're in between that you're just waiting to retire. I want you to hear today Jesus saying, come be with me. Come be with me. Make me, seek me first. Make me your heart's desire. I've got some stuff I want to tell you about your life. What is it going to look like if you commit to your brothers and sisters here and offer your gifts and your talents and your calling to your brothers and sisters here? What a powerful church we will be in terms of reaching this hurting world around us.
Okay, before I preach again, I'm done. I'm in the end. I'm in the end. Okay, listen, but I do need to tell you a few things though. So, food. We're going to eat together. You're going to stand in a queue. There's just no way around it. So just be prepared. But it's okay. Because while you're standing at the queue, you can feast at the table of community. You can talk to your neighbors. You can get to know some new people. Feast at the table of community. How's it going to work? You're going to go out these doors, and then you're going to get your tokens. If you've already, if you were smart and bought your tokens last week, then you can just skip that, and you can just get right to it. Otherwise, you've got to queue up and buy your tokens. Now, here's how it works. We said to you last week, there's room for everyone at the table. You're all welcome at the table. The cost of the meal, the Indian families or the Indian communities told us, is about eight euros for a three-course meal. That's a benchmark. When you buy your token, you scan your thing. If you've got eight euros, then pay eight euros. If you've got more, well then, pay more. But if you don't have eight euros, scan the code, put in zero, get your token, and come and eat with us. We're all welcome at the table. Right? So you're going to go, you're going to queue up, you're going to get your token, and then there's going to be lots of people telling you where to stand, where to wait. We've even got a holding area. Okay, so I, that sounds a bit scary, but anyway, there's a holding area. Okay, once you've bought your token, there are five different menus. Five different menus. So whilst you're waiting in the queue, I think there are QR codes. You scan it, it'll take you to the five different menus. Choose your menu, and when it is your turn, you're going to stand in the right queue for your menu that you have chosen. There is also a kid's menu. Kids 10 and under eat for free. And they've got their own menu, right? It's going to be fantastic. Let's have fun being community together. What other stuff must I tell you? Oh, yes. Prayer and fasting week starting tomorrow. (laughs) So the plan is, We feed you today, and tomorrow you starve. (laughs) No, but listen, this is serious now. This week, take this card. If you're not sure what to write on this card today, take this card with you into this week. And as you pray, and as you fast, and you seek God's face for God's vision for your life, feasting at these tables, asking questions about God, what's my place at the table? I encourage you to do that this week. Come Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Is it 8 o'clock? 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock at the community center. Come and pray with us. And no doubt God will speak to you so you can fill out your card. Put it in your fridge. Take a photo. Email it to me. Don't forget. Tuesday, Thursday, pray by yourself. Monday, Wednesday, Friday community center. We're going to keep it open during the day. If you want to pop in and pray during the day, we're going to set a room aside for you to pray during the day. I've said that. I've said that. I've said that. And I've said that. Amen. Let us pray. Jesus, some of us haven't broken the alabaster jar for a long time. We've been too busy with other things. 
And you've been waiting at the table for us to come and worship at your feet, but we've been too busy. Today, we want to say to you again, Father God, I want to worship. I want to recline at the table of worship. I want to prioritize you. I want to, I want to take my seat at your table. I'm done with TV dinners. I want a seat at your table. I want to be in your presence and hear what you have to say about my life. Lord, for a long time, my faith has just been about me and you. And I really have not been able to care for anybody other than me and my relationship with you. Help me to embrace, even if it is a dysfunctional table, a dysfunctional family. But so was the table around the Last Supper. They were a dysfunctional bunch, a traitor, a denier, arguing about who's the most important. Lord, even if it's a dysfunctional table, I want to say yes to reclining at the table of family and community. Together at the table. Lord, I want to say yes. As a natural flow of the more time I spend with you, the more I want to love and care and be with my brothers and sisters, and the more I want to reach out with your love to those who are desperate and in need to hear the good news. And I want to say yes to Lord, use me. Call me, use my gifting to reach out to those around me with the good news. May we be a church that feasts at these tables. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing together. God bless you. Thank you for listening, and we hope that you have a wonderful week.